Welcome to the Wanna Talk Missions podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Tverdick, Director of Cup of Cold Water Ministries. We help people go and stay where God has called them to serve. This is the podcast of their stories. Our intent is to tell the good news of what God's doing around the world through His people in order to make His name known. Learn more about how you can engage in global missions at ccwm.org. And now, here's our show. One Baby for the World, 24 Days of Advent from a Missions Perspective, read by author Sherry Tverdick. December 9th, Realization Luke chapter 1, verse 67 through 77. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because He has visited and redeemed His people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of His servant David, just as He promised through His holy prophets long ago and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering His sacred covenant, the covenant He swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. We will be saved from our enemies. Overwhelmed by the loosening of his tongue, Zacharias sings out the first gospel message. He gets it. He knows in his gut what this is all about. After all, he was the one standing there before Gabriel. That pretty much changes everything for a person. He sold out to the realization that God is here now. God is actively involved again. Can you hear the prophecy pushing out from the priest as he sings, You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of sins. You speak the truth, Zechariah. Forgiveness. All of us forgiven. The man standing before Troy and I was a liar, a cheat, and a thief. And he was also our friend. We had worked with him for over a year as he tried with sheer grit to overcome his alcoholism. He didn't have interest in a savior, but politely attended church whenever he was sober. We loved him. This is why it was so heart-sickening when we learned that he was stealing from us. Although likely we shouldn't have trusted him given his history with addiction, we chose to give him our belief of the best possible version of himself. After all, a person should never be defined by the worst thing he has ever done. With careful thought to the risk, we placed him in charge of the construction materials needed for the shelter we would build for the street girls. This arrangement went along well until it didn't. Things began to go missing and the suspicion led to our friend as the likely culprit. Troy and I prayed about how to respond and God gave us the answer. Forgive him. Yes, Lord, we hear you, forgive him, and 
and nothing. Forgive him. To Troy and I, it felt irresponsible to simply forgive. But in our prayer time, the message of the cross frustrated our logic and caused us to slow down and pay attention to the response God was entrusting us to deliver. It had been weeks since we had seen or heard from our thief, so we were surprised to see him arrive to church that Sunday. Directly after the message was over, he asked to speak with us in private. I considered God's words to us, forgive him. Hmm. Forgiveness, it's very expensive. It's not a simple gift. It can be misunderstood, misused, mistaken for weakness. Our thief could not look us in the eye. By nature, he was a reserved and soft-spoken man. But this was the weight of guilt that kept his shoulders bent, head hung low and eyes to the ground. He could barely speak, but managed to tell us what we had already deduced. He was the thief. I took and sold so much that I can never pay you back, he said. His voice was pained, his pride crushed. He went on to explain his solution to remedy this, was to make payments over the next few years, working for us for free. He never asked for forgiveness, but instead expressed his regret and shame. A silence rested between us and his confession. My husband Troy broke the silence with three words. I forgive you. The words seemed to have a life of their own as they left Troy's mouth and entered into the thief's sorrow. First, he began to shake his head, saying, No, 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 you can't. But Troy interrupted him with, Yes, I can. God forgave me of my sins. How could I not forgive you? Then Troy offered another solution, suggesting the man continue coming to work as a paid employee but each week replacing something he had stolen. The thief looked up at us for the first time in the conversation. I'll never forget his words. No one has ever forgiven me before. He then began to weep so hard his shoulders shook and he cried from a deep place that I had never been invited into. Years of being the thief, the liar, the cheater, the addict, all those years cried out. When the tears were over, he stood up and said, May I sing you a song? It was the oddest response I had ever experienced, but of course we said, Yes. The forgiven sang. The song he sang came from as deep as the cry. Tears streamed as he sang out his gratitude and we stood there before him ourselves overcome by emotion. He got it. He realized that day what it meant to be forgiven. Three words had broken through the fortress of walls he had built to protect his heart. Realization of who God is came with three powerful words. I forgive you. Salvation had come through the forgiveness of sins. Engage with the story today. Three words, I forgive you. 
Who needs to hear that from you today? Thanks for listening. See you next time on Wanna Talk Missions. Make sure to check out all that God's doing with our missionaries at Cup of Cold Water Ministries by visiting ccwm.org. And that's our show.